The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hi, friends, and welcome again to Afternoons with Mike here on the Shepherd Radio Network. It's a real treat to present Caleb Wampler back with us here. He is in the studio. My goodness, I always enjoy visits from this guy. He's fresh from a couple of uh, international trips, and his trips are um, not like most people's. (laughs) I will say the way God is using this man, it's truly uh, uh, just a blessing that he's here to share about it. Caleb Wampler, welcome back. Hey, thank you so much, Mike. And as always, it's a pleasure. I, we're kind of making this a normal thing now, huh? Yeah, I, I, it is a normal thing for me. And I, I mentioned to you the last time, I said, well, when I knew you were here, uh, you were up here talking about these upcoming trips, uh, one of which was Pakistan. And you've just come back from there. And, you know, number one, we're talking about a day and an age where some of these countries where you go, it's not, it's not only unusual, it's not safe. I mean, probably the State Department would say you're traveling at your own risk yep. when you go into these areas. Secondly, you go in to put, put together some pretty high-profile public meetings in a Muslim, uh, just a Muslim-oriented world. And some of these meetings, and you correct me if I'm wrong, 100,000? Yeah, definitely. Uh, 100,000 people plus, uh, they show up. Yeah. And that when that happens in Pakistan or one of, or, or Turkey or wherever or these other places where you've gone, that's not unnoticed. It definitely catches the eye of those who are for you and those who are against you. And uh, we have seen to the tune of uh, th- more than 300,000 people in one night in Pakistan, and that night, 254,000 people made decisions yeah. to follow Christ. That was our the largest crusade we've ever done, but we have had at least four crusades of more than 100,000 people, and uh, we've had them with hundreds of people and individuals in living rooms as yeah. well, so we'll go you know, to the smallest places or the largest places for sure. Now, you know, I have to say this because when people hear it, there is this kind of almost overwhelming uh, kind of thing like, is this guy for real? Is this guy telling us the truth? And you've got the ability to back it all up. And what I love about that is that not only do you have this going on in your life, but Caleb, you're one of the most humble guys I know. And I, f- I feel like I've known you my entire life. And you're just a kind person that loves Jesus. And that combination is working well for you. I don't know. I, I know you were discipled. We've talked about that. The input of, of people in your life was huge yeah. from uh, Reinhard, Reinhard Bonnke and uh, others uh, that I know you've worked with. And these guys had their own, if you will, time at the table with some of these uh, countries and large, large uh, meetings that uh, God did miracles and does miracles. That's the thing. It's not, you know, I think the big question is, it's not only how is this happening, it's, it is happening. Yeah. And, and it's happening today. And that's exciting. It is. And um, yeah, and thank you for your encouragement and your comments. It does mean a lot to me. I, it's certainly something I, I, I know that I'm not the one doing it. And so it helps me to try to stay out of the way so that he can get the glory. I'm just like, Jesus, whatever you need to do, to get whatever you want to happen to happen, however you can use me, use me. Uh, however you want to use anybody else, use anybody else. My One of my favorite stories, um, you know, God, God doesn't necessarily have to do it one way or the other way. He wants to do it any way that he wants to do it, and we just got to get out of the way. But I remember being in Brazil, and I brought my friend with me who had never seen a healing and uh, had a great, great time there. And he ended up powerfully encountering the Lord, I said, uh, are you ready to see a healing? Are you ready to see a miracle? Are you ready uh, to receive a touch from the Lord? And this church of about 100 people, every hand was up. And 
Uh, we had about 60 people ready to receive healing that night mm-hmm. and all 60 of them in the room were healed. But the beautiful thing was I didn't pray for any of them. I said, my friend Joshua was going to pray for you and you're all going to get healed. <laughs> and he had never seen one healing in his life. He went from zero to 60 in one night wow. as, this, as a mass wave of miracles happened. The next night we go to another church and that church had about 3000 people in it. And we said, and for whatever reason, <laughs> I said, we'll pray till the last person receives prayer. We will. Well, we were there for till two in the morning, yeah. three in the morning, yeah. praying for people. But um, I remember there was this one moment when this person came up and in that culture, they didn't really want the women to minister. They didn't want the children to minister, only the pastor, only the man of God. And so I remember being in that moment and I said, I said, you know, you just need your mama to come and pray for you. And the mama prayed and the person and the child got healed. It was beautiful. And then this other moment, this man wanted to receive a healing. And I felt very specifically to call this eight-year-old kid over and to have him over on the side. I said, come here, somebody grab that kid and can you come pray for this man? And the man got healed. It wasn't through me in any of the situations, yeah. but yeah. he was breaking barriers and stereotypes that he's the same Holy Spirit there's no junior Holy Spirit. He's, you know, the Holy Spirit's in the children. He's in all of us, and he wants to do what he wants to do. So we're seeing God move powerfully uh, in, all over the earth, and um, it really is humbling, honestly. And it, it 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 just seems normal to us, but I realize when I have conversations, it quickly reminds me how foreign it is sometimes it to is other foreign. people. And I think that that awkwardness that sometimes people might feel when they're hearing a conversation like what we're having today, number one, it's because this is so foreign to most people or many people's experience. And, and in fact, there are a lot of people that would believe that these kinds of signs and wonders died with the apostles. And, you know, I, I've never personally believed that, even though I, I believe in good theology. I'll, I'll tell you that now, a lot of my friends are attending churches where they would not, uh, th- you know, I, I'm, I took classes at seminaries and uh, had conversations with internationally known guys that would not believe this is possible. Yeah. And even though I've seen and taken part of what are just inexplicably miracles, uh, I can't explain it. Like you said, it's the Lord. You know, we want to give him the glory. Uh, there was a time, an example, as a young youth pastor, and I, this freaks people out when they like me, when I'm I'm trying my best to learn how to care for people as a youth pastor. And I'm preaching one night in a youth meeting that we probably had 50 or 60 young people there. And I, that night I talked on faith. And it was had nothing to do with healing other than just general faith in Christ and how that by faith we receive what we receive from the Lord. And at the end of it, uh, people came up to pray, and I was praying for people, did not expect this. One of our young men that I knew well, been part of our youth group for a year or more, came up and he goes, I'd like for you to pray for me. I said, sure. His name was David. I said, David, what's going on? And he goes, this. And he pulls his collar open, and there on his neck, he had he had what looked like, uh, my goodness, a ping pong ball-sized uh, kind of growth that was right under the skin. It looked bulging. It was huge. And I said, David, what in the world is that? He goes, I'm having surgery tomorrow. He said, they tell me it might be cancer. So I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this, <laughs> you talk about a, a test for a young pastor. Yeah. But I, just like that, the Lord spoke, just speak about the faith that you've just preached about. So I said, David, I'm going to pray for you in faith. And we know that anything that we've received, we receive it by faith. It's all from God. So I'm going to pray for you that God in faith would heal you. So I prayed for him. Now, it didn't shrink. It didn't go away. The next morning, this is a true story. This is what happened. He went in. They did the pre-op early the next morning. The doctors, uh, they felt around on it. There it was. They marked it with the markers like they do. And they did about a three to four inch cut to take this thing off of his, whatever that was, his thyroid or his neck or whatever. The moment they took that skin and opened it, that thing was gone. Wow. It was gone. The doctors did not know what to say. They were embarrassed. They sewed him back up in recovery when he woke up. 
the doctor came and he goes, I, I don't know how to tell you this. There's no explanation for it. But when we opened you up, whatever was there was gone. Come on. And, and he wore, uh, he passed away a number of years ago. He wore that scar as a testimony to the power of God. That Every time people would does. ask him what that was, he would tell him. Isn't that amazing? It is. And it, the beautiful thing is it, it doesn't even have to be surprising in God's presence. It's amazing. And it's the awe and wonder of our great God. He loves to do this. I believe that you believe that. And, and you know, I hear here in the United States, you live in the, what is it? The Claremont, Claremont, Claremont area. Yep. Yeah. So I know you get this all the time and I would call it a skeptical look or perhaps a thought like a side glance, like, come on. I mean, come on, really? Do you real? are you really going over there and doing, do you really believe? But you do, Caleb, and you've, you've done it all these years. How do you answer people who are skeptical that God uses you in these ways? Well, the, the way that I love to answer it is I'd like to ask people to just come with me <laughs> and to come experience it. Because Philip uh, with Nathaniel, he was talking to him and he just simply said, come and see. Yeah. He says, can anything good come from there? And Philip just says, just come and see. It, a lot of times, it's just simply changing our environments and our perspectives and just coming to see God do what he does. I often tell people that it's easier to catch something than it is to yeah. teach something because if it's caught, not taught. If we, A lot of times, if we just get in an environment outside of our norm and we look at the word of God, I, I used to say this as a youth pastor, that the Bible is rated R. You know, if you start, if you read through the, the Bible, there's a lot of things in there that really aren't kid appropriate. You know, there's a lot of things that don't mm -hmm. really make sense to the mm -hmm. human mind. And then you, you take a look at the Holy Spirit and what he was doing. He, uh, he was actively getting in people's business, but it was to reveal Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then Jesus would be revealed and lifted high. And, and the power of God was at work at all times. And um, so I, I just like to get people in an environment where they'll come and see. You know, people don't believe that the word of knowledge or the word of wisdom exists until they see it in a situation and they go, how did you know that? Mm -hmm. Well, it, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> the Holy Spirit it, uh, knew it, and uh, the Holy Spirit knows all things about me and knows yeah. all things about that person, and he wanted to demonstrate and get that person to an awareness of their skepticism into a place of belief that even though I don't understand what's going on, there's clearly something going on that's beyond what I understand. And it has to be from a higher power yeah. of some kind. And usually you can move people from that atheistic worldview very quickly to, I don't know what that was, but there's no way you could have known that, you know? And, and so that's what, that's what the word of knowledge does. The word of wisdom does. That's what healing does. Mm -hmm. These are tools in the tool belt of a believer, the gifts of the spirit where he, he wants to expose people in a, a, an, to, to another place that he wants to do something in their life. He loves them. Um, it's, uh, it's almost like he can show off <laughs> or yeah. show and tell uh, to a child. My, my kids are in school and to, to show and tell a project of what, what, look at what God has done. And so I think a lot of times we don't see things happen or hear of things happen because we don't take the step of faith in those environments yeah. and those that are taking the steps of faith are seeing it happen because he wants to do it. You know, and, the Bible talks about unbelief being the real cause for a, a, a lot of uh, these maybe skeptical feelings or beliefs about it because we just, we don't believe it, you know, and, and if you don't believe it, then uh, you're not going to get anything from, from God on this because it takes that faith. It takes, and faith is the antidote for unbelief. I mean, we have to recognize that God is doing this. And why, here's, here's a big question. We got just enough time for you to solve the world's problem on this one, Caleb, and then we'll have to take a break <laughs> about that one. All right, why is America in its current state of unbelief? Yeah, we are in a place of comfort that uh, that the rest of the world often is not. A first world prob versus a third world prob. Our first world prob is comfort. It's 
it's yeah. uh we're in a place we don't need or have to for any any issue we just go down to walgreens and cvs and pick up the medication or go schedule the doctor's appointment nothing wrong with those things god has equipped very very wise people to create some of these things and create tools to help us and um but in the other parts of the world that i go to i don't see a walgreens or a cvs mm, on the no, corner not there i don't see a doctor that's available sometimes they're more likely to have a witch doctor in their in their area that they'll try to go to to solve a problem, yeah. which then opens a whole spiritual world to to the issues they're facing, which then we have to deal with when we go over when we help try to get them free. But um, th- people people are in a place of comfort here. We don't have to be hungry for God. We don't have to to oh. to see Him move. We mm. don't we don't change our schedules around. Uh, and if the pastor goes even a minute past the time in a, in a church service, we're you know, I need to get to lunch, Pastor. You know, we we don't we don't change our lives around to encounter God in a special way. And some of these places overseas, they're traveling for days, walking, so, walking, yeah, two three days just to get there for a chance that God might meet with them. And that reminds me of the story, you know, about what would happen around the pool, where they they would gather and they would wait, and then you know, in their mind, when it happened, they just couldn't get in it fast enough. But it it, it was you know, it was so, it was so about that moment and they were willing to make that investment, make that investment of time and trouble and, and belief. But, you know, we now serve a Lord, which he's given us these words that he said, Hey, greater things than these shall you do. And I just believe that so many of us, we get to where we are living out our Americanized beliefs our Americanized Christianity, and we just don't have time or place in our hearts for this kind of, of move of God. Yet if we could see it, and if we would experience it, it would probably change lives. It would, and if we made the time for it, he would meet with us. Yeah, and that's what I love about it. This is as simple as that, and I know that it wasn't like uh, you know, you were, so we just saw the coronation of King Charles in England. It wasn't a big coronation that happened in your life. It wasn't like heads of state from five countries came down and, and touched your shoulder with a sword and said, Caleb Wampler, you're going to be out preaching the guy. Nothing like that happened. It was a word that one day was given to you from the Lord and you had hands laid on you. I know by people who have faith and people who discipled you, but it, it was none of that kind of like the grandeur that we think it would, it would have to happen before a guy goes to Pakistan for crying out loud. And, and you're going to, I'm going to have you tell us about what happened on that trip in our next segment. But I just love the fact that it was a simple word. And when you boil right down to the very basic element, it's a simple faith in Christ. Yes. And there's, I don't know how much time we have on the segments, but I, yeah, we to take people left. through that journey, um, you know, what it was, was no salary, no income. It was, Hey, do you want to be a partner with me for $5 a month and $20 a month? It was, it was a lot of late nights saying, Lord, what do you want to do? It was fasting. It was prayer. It was saying, God, I, I take you out your word and I'm just going to go for it. And I'm going to, put a plane schedule. I'm going to book a ticket on the calendar without the money and say, Lord, will you just raise up partners to fund this? It was calling. Right, we got to stop that because I'm up against a break and I want to hear more about that because some of that is just too crazy, man. And I'm dealing with a crazy guy. I love him. Caleb Wampler is here. He's my guest. We'll continue this chat all about Pakistan coming up in a moment right here on Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? 
Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. Here in the studio with me today is Caleb Wampler, and Caleb is an international evangelist. And you know those terms, that sounds real big, it sounds... Uh, it it kind of draws up pictures, I think, of a lot of people's mind of tent preachers, tent evangelists back in the 50s and 60s. And here we are now in 2023. And we know that America has changed a lot. But, you know, with all the changes that's happened here, God has not changed one little bit. And, uh, you know, Caleb, I know that what you were talking about at the end of segment one, which I want you to go ahead and pick this back up, uh, a lot of people have put that kind of a lifestyle, that kind of a belief, that kind of a mission where you would go and believe that God's called you to do it and you put your life on the line, you put your bank account on the line, you buy a ticket that you really don't even necessarily have the cash. They would put that in a category of foolishness. Yeah, They would put that and say, well, this guy's nuts. And it's sad to see that so many of us have forgotten that we are to live by faith and we don't ever test God anymore in any way at all. Would you agree with that? Oh, completely. And in our life, we had to, you know, go on the edge of what people thought. I had a lot of people tell us we were foolish. I even had family members call me and when it doesn't work out, our basement will be open and come move back home and stuff like that. I mean, it's because no one in our family had tried anything like that or done anything like that. And nobody had ever survived and missionaries are always poor and never make it. And how could you ever, how could you put your safety, like your wife and your kids, like what's wrong with you? You know, I had many talks from many people, but when that burden from the Lord comes in your heart and you know, you need to do something, you just got to go and take a step of faith. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate it. It's good to get a plan together. And I'm very analytical. I like to have every T crossed and I dotted. And for a guy who lives by faith, maybe that isn't as normal because some of us are are not like that. We get very analytical and we think of all the reasons why it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if you feel God has you know, called you to put a missions call in your life, well, have you ever gotten a passport before? <laughs> That's a step of faith. Did you ever think about driving down to the CVS or the Walgreens and getting a passport photo or a visa photo that you could send in for the application uh, just on your way home from church this week? Why don't you go do that? You know, it, take that little step of faith to show the Lord, you know what? I do feel like maybe I'm supposed to go on a, my first missions trip. And, and I'm getting ready for it. Yeah, I'm going to just do something yeah. to show you that I'm going to be faithful and steward. So much of this thing is stewardship. Yeah. It's Matthew 25. It's the parable with the five bags of gold, the two bags of gold, the one, uh, uh, five talents, two talents, one talent. He gives this to his, to the, to the servants and the guy with the five, he doubles it while the master is away. Uh, the guy with the two, he doubles it while the master is away. What does the guy with the one do? He buries it in the ground. And he says, I, I, I just didn't want anything to happen. You, you've, you've reaped in places that you've never sown and you're such a good master and I wouldn't ever want to do anything to offend you or do it wrong. Or, and so he buries it. And the, he says, this is what he says. He says, you wicked and useless servant. Wow. And yeah. he throws him to weeping and gnashing of teeth. And, 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 he, and he says, you should have at least, as just a caveat, put it in the bank for interest. Like, mm-hmm. But that's a terrible idea in itself almost. That was the kind of the tone, you know, you shouldn't have even done that. But if you should have at least done that, you know, right. um, it's like you got to use what you have. And it, it amazes me sometimes with, just how how we don't use what we have. Well, I don't have anything, God. I couldn't ever do anything. Well, you got a phone and you can text message somebody and encourage them. <laughs> you've got you've got a, a a a computer and you can Google how to get a passport. You know, you can talk to your neighbor and smile yeah. and say hello today and tell them that Jesus loves them. Or you know, it, it, we we have a mouth. We we might not have great resources, and maybe some of you do. And you can certainly use, utilize those in other ways, but use what you have and watch the Lord double 
what you have and then make the the previous ceiling your new floor and and take steps of bigger faith and you'll see even greater miracles. Well, I think that's so it's so wise and profound yet so absolute simple that like you said anybody can do the simplest of things if nothing else just to encourage someone call up pray for someone that would be a start for a lot of people and it, it's a start that quite frankly, I think they should make. I think we should be involved in getting into acts of the kingdom of God because that's what we're called to do. I think of the Lord's words in the beginning of uh, the book of Acts, chapter one. He said, you will be my witnesses. And then we know those that list, that four places, here in Jerusalem, in Judea, the big you know, for us, that's the yeah. state of Florida, southeastern part of the country. Then you have Samaria, which no one wants to go to Samaria, man. I mean, <laughs> they, they hated the Samaritans. And then the ends of the earth, the yeah. uttermost parts of the world. And, you know, we have, not, a, not everybody's going to get number four like you have. You're going to the uttermost parts of the yeah. world, the ends of the earth. And God's using you. And that's why I love bringing you on this show to talk about it because I believe we need our cages rattled. I need my cage rattled. And at times I I think the best way to do that is to see faith in action. That's why I'm a part of a local church that believes in the power of God. And, you know, we, we believe now, I don't believe that we have capital A apostles today. I don't believe that at all. I think but well, I do believe the apostolic gifting of planting churches and being wise master builders, I think that would be crazy to say that some people are just gifted by God to do that. I believe you're one that is gifted by God to be an evangelist and to go out and to take the gospel and to, and to help other people. That's what I love about you. You're not just an evangelist. You are an equipping evangelist. You like as much as anything, Caleb, seeing other people get to be used of God. And I think that's so critical. It's, it's my favorite thing, you know, because I can put maybe a thousand to flight, but together we can put 10,000 to flight. You know, the, the scripture doesn't go on, but I'd imagine three could put a hundred thousand to flight. Mm. Maybe four could put There's a an exponential to sense to that. Right. <laughs> it just yeah. goes and goes and goes. We can do more together. And in fact, at Ephesians four eleven to 13, it says until we all come into unity and, and begin yeah. to operate like that, we won't see the fullness of what right. God is trying to do. We we have to be together, all operating. We're all a part of the body. I uh, I heard a sermon one time. Someone's like, "I'm not sure which part of the body you are. Maybe you're the appendix because you're always ready to blow." <laughs> but but uh, you know, we all have a part of the body to play. In in all seriousness, until we operate and do what we're supposed to do, we all have circles around us that nobody else is going to go to, and we have to be faithful with that. But again, you have to be faithful with it. I I never would have went to Pakistan, Mike, if I if I didn't call and figure out how to get a visa to Pakistan. If I didn't put a date on the calendar, if I didn't call somebody who I knew in Pakistan and ask if they would host, I, I, until I asked what a budget would be to to fundraise, until I asked people if they'd be willing to send me, until I got a passport, until I booked a plane ticket. I mean, those are all steps. They're they're part of the plan that I had to take to get there. And then once I said I was going, no matter what, I remember calling a friend of mine and he's, uh, I had, he said, well, how much money do you need? I said about $25,000 still. And I was about a week away. And, uh, and he said, um, he said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. But I said, no matter what happens, I'm getting on the plane. And he said, that was the moment I knew you were going to make it. Cause it was my first crusade. <laughs> yeah. And he said, it, when you had that attitude and that resolve that it didn't matter what yeah. happened, you were getting on the plane. I knew you were going to make it. And we ended up having a $12,000 wire transfer the, the day, uh, the day that I left, it was initiated. And by the time I landed in the country, it came into the account and we raised the last 12,000 at the last second, but it was, it was a miracle that ended up being the first of many miracles as we have witnessed over dozens of crusades across many nations. I've gotten on planes without $25,000, without $42,000 was the most. We didn't have the money, but I got on the plane anyway. And I never would have done that if I didn't do it on the first one, if I didn't have that Mm -hmm. resolve to do it. The miracles get bigger. The stories get bigger. 
the the mountains look bigger, but they just move just the same because so you're it's putting who our yourself God is. into a place where if God doesn't come through exactly. for you, you're in big trouble. Exactly, and He's never not come through. And do you know why? Because He wants these things to happen more than I do, because He cares about the harvest. Yeah. He cares about souls. Yeah, I I just uh, again I I'm just feeling. For my uh, audience today, for the members out there, whether you're in Gainesville, whether you're in Ocala, the villages, whether you're here in Orlando, there is a sense that when we hear this, I get that picture that from the Old Testament of the angel that is messing up the nest for the little eaglets. It's troubling the nest, the Bible says. And the reason is that nest needs to be troubled before those eaglets are ever going to leave that nest and become mature flying eagles. There, there is a, there, you said the Holy Spirit gets in our business. He does. <laughs> he rattles our cage. He messes up our comfort. He puts us into a place where it was for you that if you didn't do it, you had this sense that God's will was not being done in your life. It's so true. And I... All of these things come out of a relationship with Christ. Like we think, you know, there's all these things God wants us to do, and certainly he wants us to accomplish things. But when you get into that love relationship with him, you get to know him, you love him, you learn what he wants out of his heart. But you you break that alabaster box at his feet and you just worship him and you get to know him and you spend time with him. And from that place, he begins to show himself and he begins to show that he has a call on your life. He begins to show that. Hey, I want you to go to Pakistan. He begins to reveal those things. Hey, I've put a calling on your life to go to the nations. Like he begins to introduce to to you to people that are part of the destiny that you have to fill in the future that you never would have met. He begins to open doors that nobody possibly could have opened for you and put you in seats you never would have been in. Yeah. But it's just by getting up and loving him first each day and by taking the steps of faith he gives you. And when he doesn't, just stay where he asked mm-hmm. you to stay. You don't have to go force something. But if he tells you to do something, I'm going to steward that. Like, I have to steward his voice. Yeah, I think that we all need to steward no matter what level of activity it may feel. You may hear this and, my goodness, Caleb's call, Caleb's gifting that God has given him would not fit on you just no more than what Saul's armor fit on David when he was facing Goliath. We have to fight the battle that God's given us to fight yep. and to, and to fit into that the way he wants us to. But, you know, when we take those steps, as simple as they may be in whatever uh, field of service that God is calling each and every one of us to, then we are fulfilling the kingdom in the same way and in the same level of importance to God as what those that are the generals that are all fighting huge wars for the kingdom. I mean, we've got to see that. We've got to believe that God has us all in his army. He does, and we have to fulfill our role where it is. I mean, the men couldn't have went and accomplished in the war in the olden days of what was accomplished if the women weren't at home taking care of the children and taking care of the kids and raising them up in the way that they should go at the time uh, so that they could steward them and medically take care of them when they came back in the olden times. And as things have developed, we all have a role to play. We just have to do our part. I'm never going to be at your family reunion. I, I, I'm not family with you. I don't know you. I mean, maybe you'll invite me to come pray at your family <laughs> reunion for the meal. I don't know. But I, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to meet your cousins and your nephews and uncles and aunts and nieces. And like, that's that's your mission field and your job as an individual. And for every listener out there, we all have our role to play in whatever that is. And guess what? Yours yours isn't any smaller or any bigger than what yeah. God's asked me to do. I might have 100,000 people at a crusade in Pakistan, but I'm there because God asked me to do it, and that's obedience. And if you just telling the waiter at the restaurant today about the love of God is what he asks you to do, that's that's equal to yeah. God. It's just an act of obedience. There isn't more or less. We just have to be faithful and steward what he asks us to do. And you know, I've done that before. And sadly, I have to confess that there have been plenty of times I haven't where I've disobeyed and didn't follow through with a simple little conversation. And, and I'd walk out and, I, you know, you have that walk of shame to the car. Like, what in the world? You coward, you, you're scared stiff. 
And, and I know better, but at the times that I've obeyed, it's just marvelous to follow through on what God's called us to do. It's it's funny because oftentimes when you, you feel foolish in the moment, but when you give and take that step of faith in the moment, you end up receiving far more by by just simply risking that right. giving in the moment of foolishness because now yeah. there's a the story of love that just took place to bless somebody's life, you know. And you know, that life that we pray for in that moment is possibly changed forever and we don't even know to the degree that it had an impact not only on their life, but perhaps their kids' lives or their spouse's life or family lives. Who knows? It will be in heaven before we know all those things. It will be. And yeah, we just have to keep being faithful with what's in front of us. And I, I mean, wherever you are out there right now, I just do what God's putting in your heart to do. And you may say, well, I don't feel like he's told me anything to do. I mean, we can read our Bible and certainly uh, have him speak right through the word of God, what's out there. Uh, you know, listen to your church and your pastor and your local community. What are they casting vision for? Get involved, get connected. But he certainly is going to put things on your heart. If you listen to Shepherds Radio every day, you're going to be hearing things from Mike and his guests of just the massive things that are happening here in the community of what you can get connected mm-hmm. with. Get involved, do something, serve and engage at a high level. And God is going to just begin to open doors you know, I, I never would have went to Pakistan if I didn't go on the missions trip when I was 16, uh, when I had a chance with a guy in my yeah. church, yeah. him and his son and me, three of us, we went to Mexico right on the border, Nogales, Mexico. I, I'll never forget it. Just a, It was an amazing trip, but I never would have done that if I, at the time, didn't go on a missions trip to Miami when I lived in Lakeland, uh, down to Miami when I was in eighth grade, uh, to go on a missions trip there and reach the community in Miami. And you know, I never would have done that if I didn't go hand out flyers at eight years old with my local church to reach our community for the food feeding program we were having. Like, you, you just take those steps and they develop and they continue to grow. And, and, and when you're in those moments, you're going to find people in need that need God. Maybe they're asking for one thing and maybe you have money to bless them with if they're homeless and they're asking a need. Or maybe you say, silver and gold, have I none? <laughs> in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And, and the power of God begins to flow through your life because you're just ready and available right. wherever you are. Goodness, this is amazing. Caleb Wampler, give us your web address and let us know how people can get in touch with you to see what's going on, find those videos of you serving over there. Give us that address. Yeah, kingdomencounters.us. And if you go to that website, you'll find uh, anything you need connected to the ministry. And the name is Evangelist Caleb Wampler. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Mm -hmm. W-A-M-P-L-E-R. Caleb is my guest. We'll be right back. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Well, this is one of those days where I feel like the Lord has just allowed us to go the direction He wanted to go. This is, uh, I mentioned at the beginning of segment two, we're going to talk about Pakistan, and we haven't even got to that yet. My guest is Caleb Wampler. He's an evangelist right from Claremont area, central Florida, but God uses him around the world. He just came back from Pakistan just a little bit ago. Uh, In the last year, he's been a number of countries. But tell us a little bit about your trip, uh, about what happened, what took place while you were there because I was praying for you the day you left man I was praying thank for you. you thank you so much yeah we we had such a great time I had went to Finland just before and uh, was part of some uh, business kingdom business meetings and uh, I've got to meet some people that I feel are going to be very uh, influential in the harvest the Lord was connecting me to people that I feel like are going to be very influential in the coming years and I I'm just believing that uh, the Lord's planted some seeds with prophetic words there um, just being available for ministry and Went straight from Finland to Pakistan. Uh, I got in, and um, uh, this was the first time in, I think, five years where I went solo on an international trip to a place like that. 
Uh, I have a great ground team there, so I, I'm very familiar with them. We've worked together many times. And so I had a certain level of uh, safety about mm-hmm. who I was arriving with. But certainly it's, it's you're the only white guy in the airport walking through and it's like, hey, welcome to Pakistan. Are you sure you're in the right line, sir? Yes, I, I am in the right line. And so we walked in. The power of God uh, was was definitely evident. There was challenges for sure that took place um, the, the day before the event. Um, the local uh, people of the of the city ended up canceling the permits on the event. We uh, were we scrambled to change the site. It didn't affect the bus traffic because we were sending buses into villages all over the region. But um, the local traffic were kind of scrambling to find the new site when we found the new new dusty field in Pakistan. But even uh, we were expecting more than 100,000 people. We ended up having about 70 to 80,000 that showed up with 61,000 people, uh, 61,627 people that made decisions Come to on. follow Christ. Oh, uh, my goodness. Even with the mistakes or the issues that took place. I mean, oh praise goodness. the Lord. Oh Come on, word. somebody. Uh, we heard amazing miracles. As a, as a ministry now, we've seen 879,000. And in fact, I haven't even told my team yet. I just got the text right before I came here. So you're hearing it right now on the Shepherds Radio for the first time. But I will tell you, um, uh, the power of God was so was so evident and it went out on the airwaves on television on radio all over the nation in pakistan in pakistan and um yeah we had uh tens of thousands of phone calls that came in more than eighteen thousand testimonies of different kinds were reported back in different ways from healings and pains and deliverances um uh, demonic deliverance things like that but there was there was some uh some miracles as well that were notable uh, of a woman who was unable to see without her glasses and she ended up not needing glasses anymore. (laughs) She's put those things away. That's a miracle I'm still praying for. And you wonder why does God give it to another person when I'm praying it for it? A lot of people think that way, right? Yeah. (laughs) But it's just rejoicing for them and praising God for that. Um, There was multiple people with uh, tumors that just dissolved on the spot, similar to the story you shared earlier. Um, Paralytics that could not walk, that began to walk. I'm aware of at least three of of those people. I'm still going through the testimonies because I just got the report today. But three different people unable to walk that began to walk. I mean, Mm. it's just the power of God demonstrating and doing what he does. And it like... We hear that like, oh, that's just like, it's just a list of people I'm saying like, but I, sometimes I forget because I've I've done this over the years so many times that hearing just one of these things, you're going, wait, what did he say? Can I rewind that real quick on the clip? Right. Because this is so overwhelming, but this is just normal to God. And remember, these people have nothing. There's, yeah. They don't have access to doctors and all of right. these things. God just loves them so much. So for us, I know God loves the people here too. Now, for the people that are wondering, why is that happening so abundantly when Caleb goes to Pakistan, an area that you don't live, you you are going to stick out there quite apparently uh, because you are not a, a Muslim, you're not Pakistani, you are from America and they have no trouble determining that. So there is all of these things, and we hear the stories. We know your life is in danger. I mean, honestly, were the Lord not watching over you, you could be one of those that we hear the stories about. I really could be, and I, I appreciate, Mike, that you prayed, because I, I pray that day never comes, but I, I've certainly, I remember the days where I'm like, I'm going to be a martyr someday, <laughs> back in the the days when I would hear the stories as a teenager, and I pray to God that, that I'm not ever in that situation uh, where you're having to be whipped and beaten like many of the underground church I hear about. But um, yeah, it is the hand of the Lord and he loves these people and he loves us too. I, I often like to say, you know, in a crowd of 61,000 people, you know, at a church service on a Sunday morning where you might have 100 people in your church, I think the average church in America has 60 to 70 people, according to the the Pew Research Center. And when when you look at that and you put a, a crowd of 61,000 people 
next to a crowd of 70 people in a church, well, there's obviously going to be per capita a lot more miracles and healings you're hearing about mm -hmm. in a mass right. crowd that's focused on that. But I'm convinced in the same situations, in the same size of people, uh, percentage-wise, if you want to call it that, we would see the same type of response by God because it's going to come down to a hungry human heart yeah. that's ready to put it all on the line to say, this is my day. I have the faith today. I'm throwing my unbelief away. I'm believing the word of the Lord through that person up there. I'm going to stand on this and let's go. God, touch me today. I believe it. So he, he does it. We see it in the States all the time um, with healings as well, but we've also... Uh, you know, we've seen a lot more comfort in the U.S. where people aren't as desperate and hungry to meet with God because, oh, if it doesn't work out, I'll just go back home and <laughs> take my pills or medication or whatever. And again, those things are all from the Lord, too. And sometimes he uses doctors. Sometimes he uses uh, a divine healing. Uh, he can do whatever he wants. We just yeah. got to stay faithful. I agree. And, you know, we have little glimpses of movement in the United States, like what happened uh, a couple of months back with Asbury. And, you know, I, I don't know, but it, last I heard, there were still uh, spots around the country where that kind of a revival is still in the development stages. I'm praying that it, it comes because we need it here in this country. But I think what we've talked about is really part and parcel. We need to believe. We need to first believe in our own hearts that God is able, that God is still speaking, that God is still moving, that he has the ability. And then secondly, we need to move on that belief. I, I'm not convinced that we'll ever break out of unbelief if we don't make that first step by faith. Yeah, we have to upset the apple cart of our situation and just go all in on believing that God wants to do something, whether it be healing or deliverance or a business idea or creative thing he's given you for 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 wealth building i mean we i'm seeing this over and over again um, people just forsaking all yeah. <laughs> going out on the line where if god doesn't move i'm gonna look foolish <laughs> and then they end up having the most amazing testimonies because they've they've put it all on the line and went all in for him and it's yeah. beautiful so when you go to pakistan you've got all of these now these new problems that popped up that you weren't expecting no venue immediately. And that's, that's really great when you've got buses coming, <laughs> carrying people exactly. all by faith and you find out where you're going to go and you've got, you said you have a contact there. So obviously you're having to use an interpreter oh, yeah. when, uh, when you preach. And then what was that like when you finally found your place, that dusty field that you mentioned, you're there. Did you have a sound system? Yep, we had all of the normal equipment that we use. We just had to get it all switched over to the right place. And we have an amazing ground team that that stepped up to the plate. Um, but yeah, we, we obviously just, we, we had a certain expectation based on what we've done in the past of what was going to happen. But I've also come to realize in these countries and in these places, there's always a festival. There's always a permit. There's always a police official that wants to pull. There's corruption everywhere. People are always wanting to be paid money to be paid off for mm -hmm. some right. part. And, you know, and it's just it's just part of these overseas battles we fight. But I'll 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 tell you that um, by the time we got there and like the same Holy Spirit, like I said, it's, there's no junior Holy Spirit with the kids. <laughs> same Holy Spirit that's with us in the studio is the same Holy Spirit that's uh, hovering over the Pakistani cities over there that's hovering over in the underground church in China right now. And. You know, like he's he's in all the places ready and willing. Genesis uh, chapter one, uh, one to three, it talks about the spirit of God was hovering over the waters of the darkness of the deep. Yeah. The next verse says, let there be light. And I believe that is a prophetic symbol of what's happening. God is ready and able in any situation at any time. Um, we just have to say, let there be light and agree with him and walk into the light and to see his healing power flood our areas our families, to see his uh, prophetic words come to pass, to see revival take place. He wants to do these things. He's always ready and willing, but we live in a voice-activated kingdom, Mike, and we have to we have to agree with him mm -hmm. publicly and be willing to look foolish uh, many times by taking a step of faith, and, and he'll begin to move. I like the way you've made it as simple as you have, just obeying the Lord on the simplest first step. 
doing that can open up steps number two. I love that backward digression of your life as you were talking about that you wouldn't have gone on that first trip if you hadn't have done this when you were 11 or when you were eight and you're looking backwards and you realize that our life is the sum total of years and those years contain all of these days and hours and minutes and the key is whether or not we're obeying God in those first closest moments to right now. And our next year can be completely different if we obey the Lord with what he's telling us to do right now. It's as simple as that. Yep. I heard a, I heard a, a business guy talking about this analogy of smoking the other day, and I thought it was fascinating of how, you know, you can smoke for years and years and years, uh, you know, five years, six years, 10 years, 12 years, smoking cigarettes, 18, smoking cigarettes and uh-huh. you get to year 19 and uh, maybe you got the slightest little cough, <laughs> you know, like that's it. After 19 years of smoking pack a day, nothing looks any different and you just keep going on about your life. And all of a sudden in year 20, there's this exponential spike. Your lungs are filled with smoke. You've got lung cancer and you're on the verge of dying or losing your, like, like out of nowhere, but it came out of nowhere. It was an overnight just out of, but it, it was a 20 year progression of exponential yeah. increase. Yeah. I thought about that, translating that to the, the way it is with our deposits, like the everyday seemingly just mundane. I'm just going to do my devotions today. I'm just going to tell this person to hide today. I'm just going to love them. I'm just going to go about my business. But all of a sudden that exponential increase and it looks like an overnight success, but it was, it was 19, 20, 30 years of just continuing to be faithful with the little things. And all of a sudden somebody's speaking your room and some name, you never thought you were going to be in and asking you to be a part of something you didn't think you were going to be a part of. And all of a sudden you're, you're in a place of influence to, to proclaim blessing over people that you never would have been in yeah. rooms with Kings and presidents and prime ministers and, 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 and changing nations or politically or whatever it is that God has put on your heart. Like just be faithful. And all of a sudden he's going to raise you up and maybe you're the person that talks to the next Billy Graham and, and they end up going and becoming Billy Graham because you poured into their life and they were 14 in your church and they were just trying to you they were just trying to stay silent in the service, you know, but you spoke into their life and Wow. So. I, I love everything you've said. Caleb Wampler is amazing. Glad you're here. I'm out of time. Give us that uh, web address one more time. Kingdomencounters.us. Kingdomencounters.us. And you do have an email that you said uh, people can reach. It's info at that yep. domain, right? Yep, info at kingdomencounters.us. And they, you can write him, you can go on, you can search these uh, uh, videos, and I've seen them myself. It is quite amazing. Do you have anything up yet from Pakistan? Um, we are actually working on all the footage right now. We just actually released our first Bangladesh miracle video yesterday uh, from our March event. Okay. So we're, we're a couple of months behind, but we're getting there. All right, a couple of months down the road, and we'll see you back here for more. I I thank you for your faith. Thank you for the encouragement, I believe. I thank you for the lightness in my spirit that I feel from talking with you. And in a day like we're living in today, brother, we need people to take those first steps of faith and do what God's calling them to do. Caleb Wampler, thank you, my friend. Amen. Bless you, Mike. All right, and we'll see you guys next time right here on Afternoons with Mike. 